Hello and welcome back to the Mega Bros Podcast. I'm Donnie. And I'm Danny. And Danny, today we're going to wrap up the uh, the main series of our Star Wars rewatch. Um, we're going to talk about Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. You're not going to believe this, guys, but we, uh, and gals, we got some opinions here. Um, quite a few of them, I'd say. Who, who would have thought that you'd come to a podcast by us and hear our opinions? It's a strange thing. It, these are strange and trying times that we live in, indeed. Um, but with that all said, um, you know what, Dan, let, let's, let's hear your initial thoughts on this. Because like, I feel like there was when I saw this movie the first time is not the same opinion I had of it the second time. But I'm curious to know what you think. Yeah, so I, I'm a little back and forth. I know, you know, we leading up to it, we talked about how you didn't like this movie at all. Uh, I, I did like it. I thought it was pretty good uh, originally the first time I watched it. Uh, second time through, I, I picked up some things that, you know, I I missed the first time and have a general, like, I feel the same about it, but it kind of gives me, like, a, I, I guess my problems with it are more bigger picture, and we've kind of already touched on them before, where the timeline is so disjointed, and it it, it still doesn't really make sense, it doesn't pick up at all where The Last Jedi left off, and even the way it ends with with Ray saying she's a Skywalker and, you know, Disney saying like, this is the end of the Skywalker saga. So like, what, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, we'll have to get into the characterization, honestly, for a bit here. Like that, the whole, everything they did with, with Ray Finn and Poe just felt so forced, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like overall, my thoughts on this movie are that like, I, I do still feel the same way as when it came out in terms of, I, don't like it. I don't like it as a follow-up to the Last Jedi. I don't. I, it's better in a vacuum, like as its own movie. It's it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. But like I, I guess like my my whole problem with this and and this like this is when like I was sitting here like okay I don't know if Disney having Star Wars under their control is a good idea anymore because you had like such a complete break from everything that we did in the Last Jedi and we talked for well over a half hour about The Last Jedi in our last episode here. And um, for those of you that haven't listened to it, I mean, I'm not sure why you're listening to these out of order. That's your own choice, but that's that, that would drive me nuts. Um, <laughs> but, like, the gist of it is that, like, you know, it, it, there were a lot of choices made, and not all of them landed. A lot of them were, you know, the whole subverting expectations thing, and that sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But... You know, like, there were bold choices, and you can respect that at least. But, you know, the response to those bold choices and the resulting, you know, incel outrage that, that came from it. Like, let's let's not mince words here. I mean, there's a, the Star Wars fan base, there's a lot of idiots with nothing better to do than sit in their mother's basement and bitch about, you know, there's too many women and people of color in my movies. Um but yeah, that, that's not what this is going to be. <laughs> no, we are, we are not. That, that is absolutely not. Ugh, I, I can't even. But that being said, this movie felt like it was like, well, let's make the white supremacists happy. Let's just get all the people who aren't, you know, the nice, like, straight white leads out of the way. Just let Ray and Poe and Kylo Ren and Palpatine, by the way, <laughs> who just comes back with no fucking warning. Um, so let's just get them front and center and just to completely ignore any of the possible interesting things, like the fact that, you know, your former stormtrooper finds an entire fucking colony of former stormtroopers, and the only thing they do is help him blow up a Star Destroyer. Like, there's no fucking characterization, there's no fucking growth there, it's just, let's just move this movie along. And 
dropped opportunity there because that could have been fucking great. Yeah, I, I, we we touched on it briefly, I think, in the last episode, but I, it just it bears repeating because this is where it all comes home to roost. When they, when Disney made the decision originally, it was going to be three directors doing each movie, uh, you know, having their own, and they obviously went away from that because they had J.J. Abrams come back and do the third one. But they decided to let Ryan Johnson take the second one, and he took it in a very different direction than Disney or probably even J.J. Abrams originally had planned. So at that point, you you're you kind of have to stick with that, and they didn't. They they gave it back to J.J. Abrams, who um, basically said, "I want to go back to my story." And I mean, the movie watches that way. Like the first half of it feels like it's the condensed version of what he wanted for his middle movie. And then he just has to get right back on track and say, so anyways, here we are, and Palpatine's here. It's, they made the wrong choice in doing that. And whether they were going to bring Ryan Johnson back to finish it or even keep J.J. Abrams there, they had to say to whoever was going to do it, this is now the timeline because it doesn't make sense to completely ignore everything they did. And they did. So like a character like Rose, who had a very prominent part in The Last Jedi was basically nowhere to be seen in this movie. Uh, and, you know, she had a, a little piece, but she wasn't at all what she was. And you can have an issue with Rose showing up in the middle one if you really want to. I, I didn't really hate her character, but it kind of felt out of place. But this is what you have now. And I think that's that's the biggest failure to me of the this trilogy. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, I just feel like, you know, again, like Last Jedi was full of a lot of bold choices. Not all of them landed, and that's fine. But, like, you know, we can respect the effort at least. But then, like, it was like The Rise of Skywalker is a cowardly movie, I guess is the only way I can I can really describe it. Like, it is, it is the movie that gets made because too many people complained and Disney caved. So, I, I again, like, there are some things that work here. Um you know, Ray and Kylo's fight on, you know, like on the ruins of the Death Star, like that is, a, <laughs> that's a really badass scene. Like that whole thing, um, you know, I appreciate that. Like I appreciate the whole like dark Ray type of vision. Like it's, it's a little on the nose for the whole like, you know, Dagobah under the, you know, the dark side, the dark side place under the one tree, you know, a little, little bit of an on the nose homage there. But, you know, I, whatever, J.J. Abrams is not known for subtlety here. It's fine. I'll live with it. But, and, and, you know, like, there's some, there's some other good stuff, too. I mean, like, you, you learn a little bit more about Poe's past, but again, like, that feels like something that should have been in J.J. Abrams' The Last Jedi, not Rise of Skywalker. I, the whole thing with Palpatine, I, compl- I feel like they completely blew it, because, like, narratively speaking, Palpatine showing up at the beginning of the movie is premature ejaculation. Like, he just shows up, you, you get your entire big bad out there, his entire plan. Now, mind you, this is Darth fucking Sidious. Like, this is the most prepared, like, the most, the biggest Sith mastermind, like, arguably in the entire, like, Star Wars universe, like, of all time. And he just shows up and spouts off his plan right away. Like, to fucking Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo. Like, are you kidding me? Like... I, there's, first of all, there's been so many extended universe things about how Palpatine, like, keeps himself alive with a series of clones and stuff like that. So there's, there's plenty of, like, things you can mine to, like, explain it and kind of point out how it is. 
to me, like, you know, I'm going to go actually, I'm going to actually call back to the prequels here. One of the cool things the prequels did was they kept introducing Sidious's apprentices. So you had Darth Maul, Count Dooku slash Darth Tyrannus, eventually Vader. Like, this would have been uh, the time to maybe, like, have, like, the front and center villain being, like, this, I don't know, Darth Shitface or whatever it is. And then, like, have Palpatine pulling the strings of the background. And then every, and then it dawns on everyone. And you're like, oh, shit, we are fucked. Like, instead of just, oh, Palpatine's back, deal with it. Like, yeah, uh, and he, had a, he has a whole armada and everything is done. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, way it just, too convenient. <laughs> it's just, it just so rushed. And my... My problems with the movie aren't so much like the, I don't, I don't know how else to phrase it other than saying the rules of the universe. Like I, I always hear people complain about like Ray was, you know, too powerful, too fast, or you know, even Palpatine. Like why is he alive? And you know, getting this army and everything. I, I'm watching a movie about people fighting with laser swords in space. I can suspend that reality and just, you know, I, I don't think it's that crazy that Ray is awesome with the forest right off the bat but it's it's more just about how they present it like the whole thing like there was no lead up there was no anything that would have you believe that palpatine was in this movie where as you mentioned in the prequels like you know that palpatine's around if you're familiar with you know who he is and everything you obviously connect him right to the senator if not then it's maybe a little bit more of a shock to you but they still like they still allude to it, you know, and if, like, you're just listening to the voice that, you know, from the, the call when he's, you know, shrouded with the hood versus seeing him in person, like, it's it's very obvious. But there's just, there's nothing there between anyone else in the movie. Like, wouldn't Snoke mention something about his master or, you know, would, wouldn't Kylo Ren, you know, maybe have some clue? It, no one has any idea that Palpatine's out there. And then he just shows up, and he also just has all the Star Destroyers you could ever want. And then also, when he gets defeated, they're all gone again. So, like, it's it's very quick how it shows up, and it's very quick how it's gone. Yeah, these Star Destroyers all have basically, you know, baby Death Stars on them, but they can also be blown up by little, like, frigates and freighters. And, like... Like it, it, when they all show up, and like, and, and at the end, and you know, General Pride is like, "Oh, what the hell is this? They don't have a navy." And the guy next to him is just like, "Nah, dude, it's just people." That is bullshit. <laughs> like, what the hell kind of an empire is this? Like, oh nope, oh god, there's people. Shit, we can't deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like, and I, it's what you're saying about J.J. Abrams. Like, it's a little too on the nose. Like, like duh, of course it has to be a ragtag group of people. But can you just make it? like, a believable thing, like, instead of having it be every powerful Star Destroyer in the world against, like, little... It, it's my whole thing going back to to um, Ewoks with Rocks and Six. It's essentially the same thing. I, I, I don't... It's just... I, I know... I understand the, the message that they want, that, like, you know, we can stand up to the big bad guy if we just, you know, stick together and do it, but you, you gotta make it a little believable. Like, you, you gotta give me something that I can latch onto. I can't. Right, like, either, like... <sighs> Alright, so here's here's the thing that bothers the absolute shit out of me with the, with the whole, like, Republic slash Resistance thing. They have been active for the last 30 years. The Death Star blew up. The First Order somehow has, you know, Death Star-level weaponry all over the place. Is there no one in the Resistance or the Republic or any of these groups that don't make any sense that 
can't fucking figure out, hey, how do I make a giant fucking laser? Like, nobody's figured that out in the last, like, 30 years. Nobody's figured out that, oh, you know what, we can do that too, because we gotta wipe out the First Order. Like, is it, like, is the leadership of, of the, the New Republic, or the, um, what's it called, or, 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 like, the Resistance, like, is it real, are they really that incompetent that they just basically were like, oh, we blew up the Death Star, the Death Star let's go do hippie dance circles in the, in the fields. Like, uh, like, Leia's still in charge, but, like, again, like, it just doesn't, and, and we'll get to Leia in a second, because I have a lot of thoughts on that, but the whole, like, the whole continuity of leadership doesn't make any sense. Like, again, we've talked about this with all three of these pre- sequel movies now. Like, at no point does it ever feel like the Rebellion won. It feels like the Empire never fucking went anywhere. And it... it, it you can quibble with, like, various, like, little narrative decisions and stuff. And I feel like, you know, if you get too far into the weeds, then you're just not enjoying any of this. But overall, like, they're... The, like, the various, like power levels and technology available and the way that things are portrayed just doesn't match up with the story as it's presented and that's frustrating because i i'm with you this is a movie about i want to watch people cut each other up with laser swords and freeze each other in carbonite and feed each other to rancors like that to me that's an enjoyable movie but and i can suspend my disbelief about all of this like how how do you support a giant predator like a rancor in a desert climate that's not going to have a whole lot of huge animals. Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. But I'm okay because, look, it's a giant fucking rancor and it eats people. That's cool. But, yeah, this this movie just... It, it just... It strains credulity. It, it's just... It's such a wasted opportunity because, you know, as you look back in, you know, the beginning of this trilogy, and, and I, I mentioned that when Disney first took it over, I was excited. I thought, we weren't going to get Star Wars anyway, so... We, anything that we get out of them is going to be a bonus. And, you know, when the first one came out, I thought, okay, shot for shot remake of The New Hope. That's mostly fine. I, I didn't have a problem with it. There's uh, worse you know, things you can do. Followed up. Right, and as we found out, there was worse things. They, they, they it. <laughs> there were worse <laughs> um, things they could do, and they did them. <laughs> and they certainly did them. And it, it's, it's a, it, it shakes my confidence, really, in, in what they're going to do going forward. And, you know, I, I think... And I, I'm hoping I'm not jumping too far ahead now, but just like point case in point is how when this movie came out, it was made clear that this is the end of the Skywalker saga, and and rightfully so because if they're gonna if they're going to have success with these movies, I think you have to start kind of from scratch. And I I understand why they wanted to have you know Harrison Ford and and Mark Hamill and all these people in it to kind of give that bridge, but it didn't really work for them and to tie it into your to your piece about like how you know it doesn't feel like the rebellion won well not enough time in my mind and this is how i feel not enough time has passed for the rebellion to have tried a government and failed that miserably you know what i mean like there should still be that honeymoon period where you know a lot of the star systems are together and they're like all right this doesn't really work but we're gonna try it because it's better than the empire it seems like they didn't even try they're like oh well the empire's gone and let's not even go back to the republic let's just you know do our own separate thing and we all hate each other still and blah 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 and the empire is just like okay well we'll just keep everything we had and we'll see in like you know 20 years and beat the shit out of you like it (laughs) 
it, it feels like nothing's changed in the universe. Right. It feels like there, like there is just absolutely no level of military intelligence on the Republic side. And maybe that's why they lost so badly, I guess. I don't know. Maybe they didn't lose. I, I can't tell. Like, but, I mean, like, he looks like the real-life real example. When, a, when an empire, like, falls, like, outside entities, or, like, even the internal ones, like, look, like, look at the Soviet Union. It, it ended up turning into a bunch of, like, smaller, like, countries around it. Like, that's what happens. Like, when, the, when empires fall, like, they break up. And so, like, what I would have expected, you know, is something along the lines of, like, maybe... I don't know, like six to twelve, like major entities, like fighting it out in the in the galaxy for like you know control and stuff. Like instead, you're just gonna tell me that the four, first order is literally just the Empire, and everybody else is the resistance. Like again, it's Star Wars has such a rich universe and like such a huge canvas to to paint on here, really. And they basically were just like, you know what, we're just gonna stick with two colors, black and slightly lighter black. And like you can't like you can't do a whole lot with that. <laughs> no, and they just it, it's so it's just so disappointing the way they did it. Uh, um, you know, and I like I like the characters that they introduced. I I liked Ray. I liked Finn. I liked Poe. Like I I think those characters could stand on their own. You know, you didn't need to bring back Leia and Luke. They maybe they could have been like a mention or like some kind of Easter egg or you know whatever you want to call it, but. If you put it far enough out into the future, then you it would make more sense that the Empire was more prepared, and it would make again make more sense that Palpatine had this hidden this hidden planet because it, <laughs> too much happens in a shorter period of time. At least that's how I feel about it. Like just watching it, I, I don't I, I I can never grasp that one. Yeah, I mean. I'm just thinking, like, these Star Destroyers seem to be roughly the size of at least a small city. Like, how are you building one of those with any amount of speed, let alone an entire, like, planet-sized fleet? Um, Logistically speaking, like, this is all just just stretching. And, you know, but the, the whole continuity thing brings me back to Leia. And, like, I have so many issues with the way that Leia was handled throughout this this series of films first of all like let's just be clear carrie fisher passed away like i think before they started filming rise of skywalker or maybe it was like in the middle of it but before that movie even came out like she passed away which sucks because she she was fantastic but like what they ended up doing with her and uh, like first of all time-wise like the whole leia flying through space because she's force sensitive well there's force sensitive and then there's like a fucking jedi master like again like the power levels don't make sense like and like space flight feels like a pretty high level Jedi thing. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, we really haven't seen it anywhere else. No, I mean, like you kind of see Ray pull it off a little bit in like the escape from Kylo Ren's destroyer, but like again, like we're we're being told that Ray is like hyper powerful. And let's be let let me give a little bit of credit here. There's there's history canon wise for you know individuals with high levels of force stuff that I'm not going to actually say out loud because that still bugs me. Um, so there's there's a precedent for individuals with very high levels of, of force stuff being able to do very high level things very quickly once they start figuring stuff out. So, okay, fine with that. But Leia stopped training like 20 years ago and I... I <sighs> but like that also like the whole like Luke and Leia training thing should have been in... Like, it should have been in Last Jedi. 
and then the whole thing with her doing the space flight thing should have been in Rise of the Sky. Like, 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 like again, like these movies were there, there's there's good stuff there. I really do think that like Ray Finn and I don't like him as much, but his he's written well. Poe, like all three of those are really like these are good characters. I would read books about them. I would watch further movies or TV shows about them. I would, you know, like that's. I'm perfectly fine with them being part of the canon. I don't really, like, I don't have an issue with them. But the way that they're handled narratively, just, like, the story in in the sequels is worse than the prequels. I will say that definitively, and I will fight anyone who dares question me on it. Like, it's bad. It's handled poorly. Yeah, they they did not do a great job. And and I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, but they they kind of screwed themselves going forward, I think. I mean, I, I know you can go back on things and it's not the end of the world, but they said it's the end of the Skywalker saga. And then Ray said she's Ray Skywalker at the end. So I don't know how you can look at that without thinking they're done with her, which is dumb. I mean, if they want to make it a TV series and like, that's how their loophole is like, Oh, we said she, their Skywalkers are done in the movies. I, I mean, I would watch a Ray TV show. I'd watch a Finn TV show. I'd watch, you know, Poe be in one of those two. Um, <laughs> I I don't know why they would make that point and then say that they're done with the Skywalker saga because I, I again I think Ray's a good character I think you can you can work with her and I think you can you know make the next trilogy if you want it to be about her I think they're going to go in a completely different direction but you could absolutely do three more movies with Ray as the center like I I I, I get why people would not necessarily want that but like. They made Rey a very compelling character. Like she's this like high she's this hyper competent force wielder with like, you know, some serious juice behind her, but like also she's been trained by the last of the Jedi and she really has a chance to do something different moving forward. Like, you know, Luke told her that like, you know, certain you know, the Jedi doesn't need to like you you know, you can put that away. It's done. We you know, they it didn't work out. So like what's the path forward there? I would love to watch that. Shit, if you just give me like one more like I mean, make it a long one, but like give me like one more movie with Ray figuring that stuff out. Like maybe Ray like learns from Luke's mistakes with the whole Jedi Academy thing and like figures that piece out. Who knows? But again, goldmine there. Absolute goldmine. Yeah, because what what I like so much about Ray's character and just like how they deal with her is, you know, every other movie we hear, you know, anger is the path of the dark side, fear is the path of the dark side, and all, like all these bad things. And Ray has all of them, but no one says like, "Oh, she's on the path of the dark side." Like they just, it, it's like the evolution of the Jedi. Like the Jedi failed because they were so, you know, basically just bottled up their feelings and keep them deep down. But no, they're like acknowledging that it you can have those emotions, and as long as you're just like kind of pure of heart and just you know you're a good person, you can still be a Jedi. You don't have to be this pure, like, we would never be afraid of anything. No, you're exactly right. Like, it's perfect because, like, they show Rey, like, dealing with her emotions, and Palpatine's like, if you strike me down in anger, it tries to Sith, blah, blah, blah. Like, she doesn't. Like, she brings the, like, she, I mean, like, you, you want to talk about, like, the plot contrivance there, short, but she brings the Jedi together, to help her fight Palpatine, not out of anger, but just like out of this, you know, sense of like duty or obligation or just goodness, you know, however you want to phrase it. Like they show Ray dealing with and not suppressing 
all these emotions, but, like, actively working, like, with and around them. Like, you know, she doesn't, like, when she feels like she's getting angry, she pulls back instead of just, like, giving into it. And I, to me, like, that's the whole idea of the Jedi, like, you know, or at least of the light side of the Force and walking that balance. Like, you you can't deny that you have emotions because the Force is supposed to be this whole thing that unites, like, living creatures, right? So living creatures have emotions. You... The whole idea that you would just deny the very thing that makes you not a droid, like, it, it, it's never made a whole lot of sense to me. But, like, I feel like they, like, if you really go down this road with Ray, then I feel like you can really clarify that and come to a more, I, maybe complete, I, I, or, you know, like a more, like, stable solution for the light side of the Force, so to speak. You know, and, and look, there's always going to be, like, Force-sensitive people that are, like, you know, untrained or angry or, you know, hateful or suffering, you know. And so there's always, you're always going to need someone to rise up against the darkness, so to speak. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I really need, like, two or three more movies with Ray at the center. Like, that, not, not all, like, that, and that's kind of the other thing, too. Like, I, like, for me, like, I watch Star Wars because I like the Jedi stuff. Like, I... I, I've seen so many other space and sci-fi things with, you know, like, lasers and blasters and bounty hunters. Like, I'm not saying it's not interesting, but, like, the Jedi stuff is always the cool part of Star Wars to me. Like, it's it's basically like space wizards, and to me, that's enjoyable, and it's something that... But I'm not saying it's not done anywhere else, but it's really done best in Star Wars. So, I I, I like when they lean into that. And and we we know that you can have a good Star Wars without Jedi. I mean, we, we talked about the Mandalorian. Like, oh, that my was God. Kind of a big takeaway from that. Yeah. But... I mean, I'm not gonna push that envelope. I mean, you, you, but we, we, the Jedi are the best part. The Jedi versus the Sith, like all that Force shit, and you know, lightsaber battles and all that. That's still the best part. So you can't get rid of it. So you know, again, a character like Rey, and I think, I hope, what that kind of unlocks is you don't have these like, I, I and I don't want to call them one-dimensional Jedi characters because they're not all that way. But you know, like just good because you have to be good but like you can you can be ray and have that anger and that hate and still be a jedi and you can have you know even kylo ren who ultimately you know turned back to the the light but he was kind of faking the dark side thing like he he didn't really seem like he had that hate and anger maybe towards snoke or maybe you know he, he was probably mad at luke and all that stuff but he didn't really seemed like he wanted to be a, a Sith. So I I hope if they're going forward at the timeline that they, you know, can still touch on that. Yeah, let me let me put out there too in response to that that I do think that them having Ben Solo die at the end of that movie bad move. I cuz like So here's the other, here's the other thing. Like this whole diet and the force thing which again is literally just the power of friendship and i don't like it i hate it i think it's the stupidest thing anyone's come up with in star wars since jar jar binks i will go to my grave believing that and that being I do said hate it not that much but i do hate it what's up i do hate it not jar jar hate but i don't i don't like it at all yeah i mean it it, it it's in that it's in that general area at least you're not wrong but so, like, what does that mean for Rey's power now? Does she have more because she's not splitting it with Kylo? Does she have less because she's not amplifying it? Like, there's so many questions about that, and none of them are going to be answered because nobody gives a shit about exposition. They're just trying to, like, they were just trying to put butts in seats for this movie. And, and I, I, again, I it's all wrapped up too easily. 
there's so many questions and a lot of things don't make sense. And I guess like, that's really my, my whole issue with rise of Skywalker is that if it was its own movie, if rise of Skywalker was the second movie in this trilogy, I wouldn't even necessarily be upset. You know, I mean like, obviously, you know, change a little bit of the stuff around to make it work narratively. But like, even if this is the second movie in the, in the, in this trilogy, I wouldn't be, yeah, like I wouldn't be as mad, but like the fact that like they they took these chances in Last Jedi and just literally went back on every single goddamn one. It it just it felt hollow. It felt like weak. And you know what? I'm I'm even gonna go ahead and tell you like Disney's got more money than God, and yet all they could do was a little was a couple of small fucking voice clips. For, for all of the Jedi, like you tell, are you really telling me that you couldn't have gotten Samuel L. Jackson to come in and and like swing a purple lightsaber for a minute? Like that would have been so much more believable if Palpatine has to deal with like hundreds or thousands of Force ghosts at once, like instead of just like Ray like pulling out a second labor, lightsaber and being like dual wielded. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this, you could just say like the whole theme of of the prequel, or the, the the excuse me, the trilogy movies is missed opportunity. Like they. And I, I don't, I think people generally had low expectations of them. And, you know, some people were angry at it. We're never going to like it anyways. I, I think their mistake there was they thought they could win those people over. And they just were never going to. And, I mean, what their goal should have been was to make a Star Wars for the next generation. Uh, and, as you know, dumb and cliche as that sounds, that was your best bet. Because now what you've done is... The people that were going to hate it anyways definitely hate it. Like, you reaffirm that for them. And the people that maybe you could have won over, you you haven't. So now you're going to have to try even harder. So I, I think, you know, they just dropped the ball. Yeah, they they did. And, you know, I mean, there's... And I remember, too, like, I think... like I forget if it was right around... I think it was right around, like, shortly after this movie um, is when Solo came out. And then that didn't sell, like huge so they were like oh god star wars is dead because it's oversaturated and i i just i always go back to i don't think you physically can oversaturate star wars but people don't want to pay money if they don't think it's going to be good like why am i going to go see especially like star wars like like, there's a lot of people that'll just pirate the absolute shit out of that too so um (laughs) i yeah i don't know i mean you, you think you're exactly right with the whole missed opportunity thing there's 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 some good bones here um, you know, we talked about the characterization. I feel like, you know, they were kind of going there with, with Force Awakens and there, and like, you know, they had, like, I, I feel like, you know, they had to get some things out of the way and I'm okay with that. And I'm okay. And like, I like the idea of Luke not showing up till the end. Like, let's not, let's not dwell too hard on the past, so to speak, but instead like they do and you know, but then like they reconnect or they're not reconnect, they redirect it. And it, I, it really just feels like a lot of missed opportunities, missteps, you know, trying to please the wrong people. And I I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I wish they had kind of gone in the direction that the prequels did. Um, <laughs> uh, try telling me that 10 or 15 years ago, but... Yeah, right. I would have thought you were a liar. Yeah, but I, I wish that they had, like, taken, like, a, a better sense of, like, what's going on around the galaxy. Like, the prequels leaned into it too much. Like... The particulars of trade deals with, between Naboo and the Trade Federation, at no point in my life will I ever find that remotely interesting. But you spent the entire prequel movies 
being sent around the galaxy, seeing the Republic fighting against the Separatists, and there were droid armies everywhere, there were different planets, there were different antagonists, like, you know, between, like, you know, again, Darth Maul, Count Dooku, Jango Fett, you know, you've got, like, various, like, other, like, minor and side characters there, and then finally, like, Palpatine, like, makes his move, and that's, like, that is an epic moment. And none of that lands with this with this trilogy because the stakes are never made clear like it's just never made clear like there's an entire galaxy worth fighting for the only thing we see of like the supposed like republic flagship planet you know what was it hosnian prime i think um like i can't even sit here and tell you i know the name of it that's how bad it is but like we see like one shot of them all getting blown up and that's it i i Again, I, I, I don't understand it, and just give everything to Dave Filoni and, and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, that's long and short of it. I, I mean, their their movies really haven't hit. Um, their series have a chance to. Certainly, as we mentioned with Mandalorian uh, and, and any of the spinoffs that they want to have off of that, uh, hopefully that looks good. But I think, you know, in terms of like a path forward for them now, they they probably have to build up some goodwill with with those moves with those tv shows and again they started it um mandalorian looks great if they're gonna have a soak if they're gonna have a soka be a, her own series and that turns out good like all of a sudden you're starting to introduce some more you know of that jedi you know force wielding stuff and maybe you go from there but you know just as it stands so far so far i don't want to say fail but d plus maybe i don't know they they haven't really in terms of the movies shown that they can do it. I yeah I think I, I think like you know Disney's made five movies so far with Star Wars. They've made the, the sequel trilogy plus Rogue One and Solo. Of all those movies, I think Rogue One is probably the best. But I that's not really like a it's not a high bar to clear. But b like also that's not a good thing. Like that's a movie that's bookended by Episode three and Episode four. We know what happened before and we know what happens after. Like um, you know. But Rogue One gave us that Darth Vader hallway scene, which might still be my favorite piece of cinematography in Star Wars of all time. Um, yeah, that's probably the best thing that Disney's ever done. Yeah, and it, yeah, look, look, give me an entire movie of that. We've said it before, but I'll watch that all day. Amen. Um, but yeah, Solo was just meh. I, I feel like they they wasted a lot of a lot of good actors on a meh plot and a meh Darth Maul reveal at the end. Um, really, really could have leaned harder into that, honestly. Um, yeah, they, they had something there with that one, and they just kind of didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the TV show-wise, I mean, like, Clone Wars has been good. Like, I like I, I really encourage anyone who, who enjoys Star Wars to watch Clone Wars. It really, it makes the prequels a lot better, honestly. Um, and I'm and I'm watching through Bad Batch right now. That's That's been going well. I enjoy that, too. The Mandalorian has been great. Like, I, like, I, like, I actively await that. And the whole Book of Boba Fett, Fett yeah. Bo- the whole Book of Boba Fett series, I'm real excited about that too, just because, I mean, first of all, Boba Fett, like, we've been waiting literally 40-something years for them to make a, some stuff about Boba Fett, so it's about goddamn time. Yeah, I I, I mean, as much as I say, like, I, I'm not sure where they're going with Star Wars, and, you know, they haven't necessarily succeeded so far, I, I, I'm still excited for the future. Like, you mentioned the Book of Boba Fett, I think that's going to be good. Uh, they've already started filming the Obi-Wan series, which is going to have Ewan McGregor in it. So, I mean, I, I mean that's – I'm going to say right now I love the series. It could be bad, but I'm <laughs> going to love it because it just has those two in it. Um, I, I, yeah, I so, would watch those two just, like, talk to each other all day, let alone actually do Star Wars stuff. <laughs> 
So, you know, I, I think they have a, a really good chance here. And my hope is when they finally decide to make the next movies that they they get so far away from, you know, the Skywalker timeline that there's no one around. That it's either so far in the past or so far in the future that there's no there's no connection at all. It's completely new and just go from there. Because, again, you're not going to get the people that hate it anyways. You might as well try to start new. The rumors that I've heard and read are that the they plan to make a live action um, movie set in the High Republic era. So, um, I'm not gonna say let's make Kotor a movie, but let's make Kotor a movie because that would yeah, be I'm fucking down. great. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, that's what they should have done from the start. <laughs> yeah, just literally, just take my entire wallet and just just dump it out like that. I'd like all of it. You can have it because Jesus, that would be. That would be exquisite. Um, yeah, let's hope that happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that's really all, all to be said for now, at least about the main series, though. I, I, I mean, uh, unless you got any final thoughts here, Dan, I think uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm about sequeled out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, thank you guys for uh, for listening through with our Star Wars rewatch. We'll be back next week with our thoughts on Rogue One and Solo. Um, we're going to do those together because, you know, there's they're, let's be real, they're spinoffs. But uh, until then, this has been a Mega Bros podcast, and I'm Donnie. And I'm Danny.